Welcome to the Leadership Journey Podcast, where we explore the secrets to building strong cultures and becoming exceptional leaders. As a leader, I know you're faced with challenges, whether it's shaping company culture, fostering professional development, or ensuring employee retention. Throughout this podcast, we will walk you through a deep dive into these topics and more, uncovering strategies and sharing stories of success. I'm Dr. Katie Urban, the Culture Doctor. Hey, everyone. I am excited to have Emma Blankenship with me today. Hey, Emma. Hey, how are you doing? I am great. So this is the second part of the two-part uh, Emma, Emma and Jenna Meet the Team conversation. I'm excited. Well, and I'm excited too, because, um, you know, we released Jenna's first and we talked about right arm and left arm. And we talked about um, teasing everybody that during the first full episode, they're really going to get to kind of know us as a team. But before we do that, um, we wanted everyone to get to know you individually. Sounds good. Um, so let's start with um, you sharing a little background about yourself. So tell us a little bit about your career journey, where you've been, how you got here. Um, okay, I will start at the very beginning. The first thing I ever wanted to do when I was a little girl was I wanted to be a newspaper lady. That was what I called it. <laughs> because that's what my mom was. My mom actually worked and owned for a time, the local newspaper when I was growing up. And so while I was there hanging out at the office, that's where I first learned to lay out pages and use graphic design software. And so when I first went to college, the first thing I decided to study was graphic design. And um, I decided to pivot away from that because I didn't think I could illustrate. And I felt like you needed to be an illustrator in order to be a graphic design, which Kids who are listening, that's not true. Um, but because of that pivot, I never really expected that my graphic design skills would ever come in handy. And they have come in handy so many times. They do at Catalyst all the time. Um, so I, I changed my major to history. And for a long time, I contemplated being a like a professor, a university level educator. And that was mostly because of my love of mentorship and you know my I loved tutoring other students and having little study groups and things um I ended up actually going into museum work um where I did a lot of teaching and public speaking and working with lots of different kinds of people which I really enjoyed um but I eventually went back to school to get my master's degree and um as a graduate assistant Again, I learned to teach lots of different kinds of people and um, and I loved history. Studying and writing it made me, I think, kind of a deep thinker. And it's, I think, where my sort of strategic big picture thinking really was first honed um, as a historian. And so, yeah, later on, I decided that, you know, leadership was something that I was interested in uh, teaching and uh, learning more about. And so that's kind of how I ended up here. But it was a little bit of a wiggly journey for me. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because we talk all the time about that windy road. And I know I shared my story and how, what a windy path. And when we look at it, it's like, it wasn't logical. But then when you reflect back, it's like, 
Well, but everything did lead to exactly where we were supposed to be. Yeah. So, well, and so on the Catalyst team and we, in episode one, that's dropping September 5th, we really talk about kind of the team together and how we work, but um, we all have our different talents, our geniuses, all of that. And so will you tell us a little bit about your role? I know we're going to do a larger episode on working genius, but even your genius. Um, and then the other thing too, is what are your favorite tasks that you do at Catalyst? So um, at Catalyst, I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm the chief strategy officer. Um, and my working genius profile my two geniuses are wonder and enablement. So um, I always say that I use my wonder genius to help set strategy initiatives. First of all, we do what we call wonder sessions. And that's where we really strategically think about long-term and what, what are we going to do in the future? And what does the big picture look like? That's my favorite favorite thing to do. Um, so I include under that heading PR and branding and what what do we look like? Um, in the future, I like to dream big. And so that all kind of falls under that category. My enablement really is what drew me to Catalyst in the first place. Enablers um, respond to galvanizers. And Katie, you are such a good galvanizer. And you have all of this amazing content and this amazing research. And when you first told me that you were starting Catalyst, I, as an enablement person, immediately responded to that. And I was just like, okay, I'm on board. What do we do first? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's really what drew me here in the first place. But it's also the hat that I put on when I'm designing our content and when I'm taking everything that you give me, all of that, uh, you know, curriculum and content, and I make it into something that is branded and beautiful and ready to be out in the world <laughs> yeah. on brand <laughs> yeah all on brand um so also here I I offer career coaching and I run trainings on personal branding and communication and I do those wonder retreats not just for us but for our clients those are all things that I get a lot of joy and energy from and so I really enjoy that Jenna has joked that you know, she's like learned how to hack me and get a lot of work out of me because, you know, it'll be like a random little idea. And then she'll say, you know, Hey, Emma, can you like mock up what that would look like? Maybe just like a little, and I'll come out with this like completely done yeah, <laughs> product <laughs> because I get so excited about, you know, just the idea and oh, I'm just going to finish this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she really, I think she's kind of hacked us both. Maybe it's the tenacity in her that she's just like, oh, I know how to make these women do, do something I need them to do. <laughs> yes. Um, well, and I will say for me, my favorite part of working with you is I am not creative. Like I, I tell people like, I can see things. I can see like once there's the framework I can see it all together. Like I can walk into a house with no walls and I can see where everything will be. But to me, I would be like, Hey, let's build a house on the beach. And you would have like all the creativity to it. And that's the part that to me is it's all so valuable, but I love that about you because I don't have that. Um, and I just think it's so cool to watch your creative process. 
All geniuses look like a little bit of magic to the people who don't have that particular genius. <laughs> it's true. That is true. I love it. Um, so share a little, um, a story of kind of the biggest pivot points in your career. So what was it and, you know, what did you learn from it? I think, you know, I've had a lot of those moments as we all have, but I think probably the biggest one happened for me when, um, I was working in an organization that I really liked. I enjoyed working there. I will say I didn't perceive a lot of growth potential, but I was pretty comfortable and I was enjoying my job. Um, but while I was there, uh, you know, I had just like some personal stuff happen in my life. My dad died really unexpectedly and tragically. And um, I went back to work the next week and I was organizing, you know, the funeral and doing all these things. And I, I just went right back to work. I was dealing with a lot in my personal life, you know, that grief, but also I was just in a very bad relationship that wasn't helping me at all. And I dealt with all of that, I think, by throwing myself back into work and just going to work every day and pretending like it was fine. Um, so as you can imagine, this is not surprising to anyone <laughs> listening to this on a leadership podcast, but I burned out. Yeah. Um, it took me about, you know, six months or so, but I burned out and um, I had a sort of personal crisis and I just decided I'm going to go back to school and get my master's degree um, to make myself more marketable as an employee, but also just to get away from all of this that I've been, uh, you know, forcing myself to do. Um, so yeah, that's, that was a, a moment where, and by the way, getting a history degree may not seem like it's very marketable, but I knew that I would a enjoy it and B later be able to articulate, um, you know, the skills that I learned from that. Um, and how they translated to the business world. But through that experience, I learned a lot about the importance of work-life balance and what I really wanted out of a career. Um, you know, in hindsight, that crisis got me to really think about what I wanted out of a, out of a workplace and what I expected out of, um, you know, a career versus a life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, just the bits that, that you've shared with, with the Catalyst team, I mean, it really, and that's why when, you know, you were working on our, our resilience toolkit and I mean, we, we all have stuff, we all have stories and, um, I think that's what helps us really work with clients it is because not only are we not perfect, but we're willing to share that we're not perfect in the in the journey that we took to get to where we are. Yeah, I think it's really important for us to be willing to share some of our hard stuff, some of the stuff we've been through, mistakes we've made, because it makes it that more real for the, the other people we're working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I love that you talk about your history major because... Um, it, it is such a, you know, we talk to young adults, we talk to older adults, we talk to, you know, the students of the NAIA and everyone's trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up and kind of what's the, what's the right path and how do I get there? And I don't know that there's any right path. It's just the things that we pick up along the way that gets us to where we're supposed to be. 
yeah. And I didn't really know. I didn't know much at all about what exactly it was that I wanted to do. I didn't have a job title in mind. Like some people know they want to be a dentist or whatever. I didn't have that. I just knew, I knew the kinds of tasks I enjoyed. I knew that I enjoyed working with people. I knew that I enjoyed learning and then helping other people learn as well. But I didn't really have an, a specific job title in mind for that. And so the best I could do was pursue what was fun for me and what, um, and just tried to, tried to enjoy it along the way. And I figured they wouldn't have this at this school if it didn't teach me something. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I went with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that people, I don't think understand or acknowledge or talk about is, you know, so many people are not necessarily working in their major, you know, what's on that piece of paper, but then also so many people take different pivots in their career. Um, and so the days of us like going into insurance and working in insurance for 60 years and then getting the pocket watch and going home. Like that's just not what it is anymore. And there's jobs, new jobs every day. And so who we thought we would be, that job may not even exist in, in a few years. And so as people were looking at their career journey, getting hung up on, you know, how it looks on paper, I think is such a stumbling block for people. Yeah, for sure. There are jobs in AI right now that Nobody has a degree in because it didn't exist, <laughs> but we're learning as we go. Right, right. And that's funny you say that because um, one of our our wonderful clients, Spotlight AR, you know, as we talk to them about hiring, they're like, a lot of people don't understand AR. So, and they don't have degrees in it because that doesn't exist. So we're really hiring for the competencies. We're hiring for, you know, the the fit and the belonging in the organization, we'll train those skills. We'll train all that stuff. We just need to know that people have the, as we call them, the career and power skills to fit into the organization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so what advice would you give your younger self? Um, well, along the lines of what we were just talking about, one of the things I would say is to embrace change, embrace that uncertainty that you're feeling. Because again, as I said, I was one of those people who I had no clue what I wanted to do. And um, so I would say embrace that because every little twist of your interest, follow all those little interests because they're all learning opportunities. Um, You know, nonlinear career paths, I think, lead to very fulfilling destinations most most often. And you are going to have a unique blend of skills and passions and all of those things lead into your, you know, your superpowers as a person. So, um, you know, that's really important. Also, uh, you know, we all struggle at some point in our lives with imposter syndrome. And I certainly did and still still do. Um, But I would just say, you know, to my younger self, abandon the idea that other people have it all together and know what they're doing because that's part of where all that uncertainty comes from. You think you look around and you say, Oh, my friend wants to be a dentist and she's doing it. So she must have it, you know, all together. That's not really true. Nobody, you know, nobody knows everything and nobody's life is perfect. And um, so I would just say, just abandon that idea because you're doing just fine the way that you are and um, pursuing the things that mean something to you. So 
also crisis can be a catalyst <laughs> for self-discovery and career right. clarity. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. And, you know, it's funny because even just thinking about, um, you know, your friends may have it all together. I mean, that's such craziness and ridiculousness. And, um, you know, there's some people that know what they want to do since they were three. And, but that is so rare. I mean, I had to be a truck driver when I was three, uh, cause I thought, well, that's cool. You see the world and you get to move things around. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, not everyone goes in and knows their, their whole journey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what are some talents or skills that people might not know about you? Hmm. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, most people who follow us have at least an inkling that I am a singer and songwriter. Um, I go by Emma Jo in my music life, and I sing country Americana music, and I release albums, and I do shows, and I have a, a ton of fun with it, and um, that's something that has always been a part of my life and always given me a lot of joy. And again, some people, some people don't pursue those passions in a big way, but I think it's okay. I think it's okay to do that. And so that's what I've done all my life. And I don't feel like I need to give up anything. I can have it all. <laughs> you can have everything you need and want. <laughs> um, yeah. And the music to the podcast is, an upcoming release of yours that the very first time I heard, I was like, I need that as my morning alarm. I need that as my ringtone. I need that as my walk-up music. I need it for everything. So will you talk a little bit about the, it's walk, the song is walk. Yeah. The song is called walk. Um, I recorded it in Nashville last year. Um, it's coming out this year uh, on my album. And the song is really about um, sort of embracing change and embracing uh, walking away from bad situations and walking into good situations and being yourself and being totally okay with whoever it is that you are. A um, little bit of sass. A little <laughs> bit okay. of badass. A little bit of badass. Um so yeah, that's what the song is about. Um, I the one of the lines in the song is "shot in a champagne glass," and um, I feel like that's us, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and it was so perfect because the first time I heard it, and then um, I went up to Minnesota and did the keynote at Mortensen Construction for their Women in Construction event, and also one of the line is "high heel shoes or muddy boots." Mm -hmm. um, or is it muddy boots and high heel, which, which order does it go? Dirty boots or high heel shoes. Yes. And I mean, it was just so perfect as I'm talking to a room of badass construction women, yeah. um, to have that line. It was just, I can't wait for it to be fully released and people to hear it because it's such a good song. It's going to be really cool. And I think it's going to be really empowering to a lot of women that, you know, you can do really badass things no matter what kind of woman you are, no matter what your style is, no matter what your journey has looked like. Um, that's sort of the, the common thread here. So, yeah. 
I love it. And the other um, fun fact that people wouldn't necessarily know about you is you're an introvert. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> After we talk about all that, it's like you're an introvert. Yes, performing introverts, people who are artists and performers and are also introverted. We're an interesting bunch, but yes, <laughs> I can get up on a stage and sing my heart out. And then at the second I step off stage, I'm a little bit shy. <laughs> well, and that's the beauty of us having Jenna. I thought I was an extrovert and then you meet Jenna and then it's like, oh no, I can't hold a candle to that. <laughs> we have the full spectrum. Yes, we do. We do. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story and, and willing to um, answer the questions. I'm excited because right after this one drops, then we're going to just roll right into season one. So we're going to launch the introductory um, episode one that tells really the catalyst story and just roll into how we help organizations grow stronger, really care about themselves and their people and, and, uh, and grow. This podcast is going to be amazing. I'm so stoked. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining us. And we cannot wait to go on this journey with you through your growth as you figure out who you want to be as a leader. Thanks, Emma. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the leadership journey. We hope you found value in today's discussion and that it inspires you to take action on your own leadership journey. Leadership is not a destination. It's a continuous journey. So take the insights and strategies we've shared today and apply them in your organization. I know that you can make a positive impact, raise profits and create a workplace that everyone can flourish. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an opportunity to sharpen your leadership skills. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on our website at cdleaders.com or connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram and LinkedIn at Catalyst Development, and I'm on Twitter as Dr. Katie Irvin. Thank you for joining me on the journey of growth and transformation. Until next time, keep leading with passion, purpose, and a commitment to building exceptional culture. Together, we can shape the future of leadership.